Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week six, Connor is in the books. Not our best week. Twelve and fifteen on pod picks. Well, um, it, I mean, one of us was holding us, holding the whole podcast down. Uh, I got hot at the end of the day. Let's yeah, just say that. Yeah, but I mean, go figure. After having my most profitable weekend, that I have my come down to earth moment. Yeah, I, I. I mean, that shit always it happens, happens. But it happens. You you're not going to win every week. You will always have that one week that you just look at your record like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know what matters, though? What? 76 and 51 and 2 on the year, hitting at 60.1% clip ATS. That is well into the money. So, fuck doing yeah. fine. Yeah, we're, 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 not even talk, we're not even talking about the money line or the live dogs, which we'll get to one live dog that somebody mentioned on this podcast. Dumbest way to win a bet, but we'll get into that. Let's start with the big games, Connor. Red River Rivalry should be the shootout, but Red River Rivalry, Oklahoma 34, Texas 30. I'm going to open the floor to you because this is Texas is all you, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk on it. Yeah, this, this was rough, very rough. Um, do really get the feeling, though, especially after what transpired on, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday. Was it Friday or Thursday night? For what? Kansas State loss. Friday. So it kind of felt like even beforehand, but now seeing these two go head to head, that this isn't the last time we're going to see these two play. They're playing in the Big Twelve Championship. Yes, yeah, stop it. These two, I think these two. That's oh, still in play. It's still in play. Undefeated God, in college. It's a goddamn pipe dream that you found in the mine, but yeah, like we said, if Neil, if Neil Brown takes West Virginia to the uh, Big 12 title game, and Nick Saban retires. He's the next coach of Bama <laughs> after almost getting fired. But, like, I just think these two are at the top of the Big 12, and there is a gap, especially after seeing how Kansas State, because I thought Kansas State was the third best. They still might be, but there's still probably going to be that gap. And honestly, like, to get the matchup, you wanted it to be – to get the rematch – you wanted it to be Oklahoma to kind of win this one because this will be a great Big 12 championship if it ends up coming to that. But you wanted Oklahoma to get the win because obviously their the rest of their schedule is pretty much like cake. Oh, yeah. O- so, Oklahoma, I think, pretty much clinched their spot in there. Yeah. So, I mean, for Texas, turnovers and honestly not being aggressive in that last drive really did them in. Plus... It's been a downfall of this team all season. The red zone efficiency is just ass. You had three uh, red zone possessions, one INT, one turnover on downs, and one field goal. That's piss poor, especially when you look at, I'm pretty sure, on all of Oklahoma's uh, red zone tries, they scored 
Like it's just you're not gonna win that game. I will say Oklahoma did win this round, but if they get that rematch, I think Texas could come away with it. Just they could, but it's definitely not the layup that we thought. No. No. That, I mean, I was 50-50 on it. I didn't really have a lean either way. I thought Texas was ultimately going to win the game, but it was more like I didn't have a lean on the number. But I, I mean, mean, yeah, the smart play should have been Oklahoma. It, well, no shit. They won outright. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it it, it was it was staring me in the face, but I just thought that this Texas team was going to be able to rise above. And you kind of know, like, when the game started, kind of knew my bet was in peril. Especially when second play, Quinn throws a pick. I'm like, eh. But then you do have the blocked punt for a touchdown. Shout out to Dylan Gabriel, though. He absolutely uh, balled out in this game after not being able to play in it last year. Uh, 23 for 38, 285 yards, one touchdown. And, I mean, his legs were killer to Texas. 14 rushes, 113 yards, and one touchdown. An average of eight yards Every time he carried the ball, dude was, dude balled out. Um, here's a question for you, real quick. Biggest threat to somebody that is going, that could be the other team representing the Big Twelve in the title game here. Um, Kansas, Texas Tech, who's two and one, who's kind of looked better than they have been. Remember, played Oregon very, very close, or BYU, because those are probably my three. Oh, or in West Virginia, obviously they haven't lost yet, but. Part of me still wants to say Kansas State. I would say, or, or, or I forgot, yeah, Kansas State too. Sorry. I know that like they just caught that loss, but it was kind of like a spot loss. I will own up to that. But, I mean, Problem with Kansas the, just because of the offense. Kansas State's not going there. On the road to Texas Tech, on the road to Texas, on the road to Kansas. Yeah, they're not getting there. If they do, like, that would be incredible. They're not getting there. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be tough. But, I mean, yeah, I just I, – no matter which way I look about this, it's going to be Oklahoma versus Texas. I I just – I, I don't see any other team. I, I, I really don't want to say this, but, I'm, again, we've went through it a million times. Like, I don't know how the tiebreakers work if two teams don't play for the, for the second spot in the Big 12. Every conference is different. Like uh, – West yeah. Virginia has a spot game this weekend against, or this Thursday against Houston yes. on the road. They get through this. They host Oklahoma State. They're at UCF. I don't know. Oklahoma State's starting to look a lot more alive than they were. It is in Morgantown, though. Valid. Hosting BYU. They could lose to Oklahoma because so did Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, host Cincinnati at Baylor. Like yeah, they, I know. They might... Again, they might be the Louisville of the Big 12, be like the fifth or sixth yeah, best team and, in conference and make it there. Exactly. But um, it, it, now it, it's so hard to change what I thought about this team to begin the season because I was so down on this team. I did not think that there was going to be much chance for them to make a bowl game. No. And now, now we're talking about them potentially just because of the way their schedule breaks that they might end up in the Big 12 championship. Now, if they like basically make it barely bowl eligibility, would it also shock you? Absolutely not. No. Like if, like it, if West Virginia misses a bowl, would it surprise you? That would probably surprise me because there's not a lot of games left. But 
All right, let's go to Texas A&M, Alabama, Alabama 26, Texas A&M 20. Jalen Milrow actually looked pretty, like, he did not, he looked pretty comparable in this game. Like, he hit Jermaine Burton on, like, two or three deep shots. Jermaine Burton had himself a day. Yeah, I mean, this is by far the best game we have seen from Jalen Milrow. And it, I mean, it kind of triggered me a little bit, like, oh, fuck, are we, or did we doubt this team too fucking soon? Granted, I, I I said that not really knowing what the rest of their schedule is, but yeah, you said it. Yeah, I mean, what was he pulling it up now? Uh, twenty-one for thirty-three, three hundred and twenty-one yards. I know that was a career high for him. Three touchdowns, did have the lone pick, and honestly, he didn't. He did that while getting sacked six times. Like he did. His rushing yards, negative 31. RIP Oof. to anybody that bet his over on yeah, rushing that's, yards. That's a tough one. I mean, that's... If you're going to lose a bet, you might as well lose it in comical fashion. <laughs> I, the crazy thing is, he had a long rush of 12. Yeah. <laughs> but I... Oh, there was, there was the one play that I, the ball sailed over his head and he kind of had to yeah. fall on it. Uh, but... Yeah, and you said Jermaine Burton balled out to nine receptions, 197 yards, and two touchdowns. He continues to be his uh, uh, Milrose favorite target. Uh, really feel like Jimbo kind of made some terrible decisions and was not aggressive enough to win this game. What? Well, Jimbo Fisher not aggressive. Yeah. Like, you know Bobby Petrino would have went for that literally every single time. Yeah, well, I forget exactly where they punted from. I think it was like the Trust. 45. I'm like, Jimbo, dude, if you want to win this fucking game, dude, you got to go for it, man. Uh, and I think this game, what? <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke, but it was a laugh. Of course Bobby Petrino go for it. You know how aggressive he is. <laughs> take, him, take, him, take his motorcycle lessons. Oh, my God. He's got a side piece and a side cart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I do think this game kind of exposed Texas A&M's uh, sec- er, defense that their secondary really is not that good. And it's kind of been covered up by this defensive line that continues to be so fucking good. So really I'm going to be worried anytime Texas A&M has to go against uh, – defense or an offense that can throw the ball because obviously if you allow Jalen Milrow 300 throw 321 yards yeah your secondary is not that good no and obviously I think we were a little bit wrong on the gap between Max Johnson and Connor Wegman like I know Bama's defense is pretty stout but like I just like Wegman can at least use his legs a little bit to kind of you know get out get out in space and make some things happen when everything breaks down like Freaking Max know. Johnson's I, the statue. There's just something about Max, though, that it may, it, it's the playing experience that makes it so hard for me to really downgrade Texas A&M without Wegman. But, yeah, I do agree that the upside of Wegman obviously exceeds what Max Johnson is. No, yeah, we know what Max Johnson is. Mm-hmm. Wegman could easily seen win it. you a game, but he We've, could lose you a game. Exactly. So, I mean... Play this game ten times, like I I think it's fifty fifty. It's just happened to be the one that Bama came up ahead. Yeah, and again, this is probably Nick Saban. I mean, if Jimbo was just fucking aggressive once in his fucking life, 
But they're also not guaranteed. But also, either. the weird thing is, and it's kind of like what we talked about with Kiffin, like, every single year, Jimbo's been aggressive in the Alabama games, and then this is the one year they chose not to be aggressive. Yeah. Very weird. And with Bama's schedule coming up, too, dude, like, there's a pretty good chance they're going to be 11-1. and Like, obviously, they have the LSU game, but they get that at home. Tennessee. At, also Tennessee, at home. Tennessee uh, at home. Arkansas Arts at home. home. Like, Kentucky now, like, we'll get to them later. Like, I'm not crazy worried about that. And then it's obviously not a far drive for us. And then Auburn, that could be tricky. That game's always crazy. You never freaking Oh, and I mean, Hugh Freeze has beaten Saban before. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's some possibilities. But, Connor, I think it's time we got to get to this game. <sighs> Louisville 33, Notre Dame 20. How's it finally feel to get a dub against Oh, my God, it feels incredible. Let me tell you that. And also, like, all the futures that I have on Louisville of are starting to look better. I get it wasn't a conference game, but you go out and beat a, a ranked team at home when you're six and a half point dogs. They think that they thought Notre Vegas thought Notre Dame was ten points better than you, and basically from the jump there, Louisville basically had control of that game. Yeah, from because you could basically like maybe not offensively because it was tied at halftime, but you could tell pretty early on. And by the way, thirty three to twenty, no, it was a button up touchdown at the end. This was a twenty point game. Um. That Sam Hartman wasn't going to do anything because the defensive line of Louisville was just wreaking havoc from start to finish. Yeah. I think they Hartman threw three picks, and there was two fumbles as well. Yeah, this was... I mean, this was the perfect spot for Louisville. I'm pissed that I tried to see through it. I want to bite back on that a little bit. I don't think it's a spot. I think it's Louisville's just good. I think, I think it's spot because you have Notre Dame coming off the two high caliber games against Ohio State and Duke. This is at Louisville. Because honestly, if you look at the stats, I know what Jordan did running the ball for 143 yards and two touchdowns. But if you would have told me that Jack Plummer was 17 for 24 for 145 yards and only one touchdown, I would have told you Notre Dame wins that nine times out of ten. But that's normal. That's like, Pretty average Jack Plummer stats. But for what we expect from a Brom offense. Yes. Especially in a game where you have, there is a slight talent differential that you're trying to make up for, but you know where they made up for it was in coaching. I mean, Louisville flat out outcoached Notre Dame. Oh, by a by large margin too. Yeah, I mean... I Louisville continues to be Sam Hartman's biggest fear. Yeah, there I, was the Wake Forest game last season where he looked like absolute dog shit, and then he throws three picks in this game. Yeah, like I, I, I yeah. Agree, uh, just, when I just, after I said that Ohio's after the Ohio State game, we're not done hearing from Notre Dame. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're definitely done. I think if you play this game in Louisville. Ten times Louisville's probably gonna win seven of these games. Like that was an utter that was an utter ass kicking. And this team needs to be like fourteenth in the AP poll. Are you shitting me? Like they're ranked behind Ole Miss. Like I know this isn't the real poll that actually matters, but like Louisville's got some dudes. Like that defense is legit. The sec the front four create havoc. The secondary is like ball hawking and they're they remind me of like Till uh Tillman these play for the Bears little is it Tillman? Charles Tillman. Yeah. Like always Peanut. punching the ball, punching the ball out. And like look, Jawar Jordan's an amazing, a really, really good running back. And Jamari Thrash is a dog. Yeah. He is very, very good. I'm 
And then I mean, he's literally all they're fucking receiving. Eight receptions, 75 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, the (laughs) second most was Jordan with two catches. And then to see Joey Gatewood out there, the former Auburn and uh, Kentucky quarterback, I was like, I totally forgot about that, that he switched to tight end and plays there. Yeah. Very surprising. But going forward for Louisville, like this, like we've done this a million times, not going to go through the schedule. Like this, there's a really good chance before they play Louisville or Miami in their second last game, they might have already clinched a spot in the ACC. The way the everything's just laying out for them, they could. And they might only, they legit might be like the fourth best team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. But it's just not going to matter. But Connor, let's run through this rest of this slate here. Let's we'll start on the big game once. Yeah. Yep. The games on Wednesday last week. Um, Jacksonville State, 45, Middle Tennessee State, 30. Um, granted, it's kind of weird to talk about now because we had a late record because Jacksonville State played literally yesterday. And Middle Tennessee State played literally yesterday. yesterday. But, um, yeah, New Mexico State, 34, FIU, 17. Um, Thursday games. Sam Houston State still looking for that first one. They got a shot at New Mexico State tonight. But Liberty, 21, Sam Houston State, 16. Yeah, that was a uh, rough Oh, yeah. We, I mean... <sighs> we looked really good at one point. And yeah, then we did. Just, they stopped scoring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Western Kentucky, 35. Law Tech, 28. That was a 35-7 game at one point. Yeah, I know. And I, I think I had a sprinkle on Western Kentucky spread. And yeah. Jesus. Um, I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, Oklahoma State, you. 29. Kansas State, 21. <sighs> fuck you. I... I Again, I don't, I really don't think like I texted you after Oklahoma State drives on their first possession and scores. Mm-hmm. I texted you. I'm like, this is the best script I've ever seen. There's zero chance can't Oklahoma State wins this game. Live bet Kansas State, but that environment in Stillwater just seemed like it kind of got to Kansas State a little bit. And Oklahoma State played the game of the lives. I still think they're trash. Yeah, we kind of saw Will Howard digress a lot. 15 for 34, 152 yards, one touchdown, three picks. They'd have 140 yards rushing thanks to one 70-yard yeah. run, touchdown run. But, yeah, just they miss Deuce Vaughn. They really yeah. do. They're, they Kansas State going forward, man, climbing. You need to start getting some weapons, especially wide receiver. It just seems like it's lacking a lot. Like, yeah, just tough. Okay, this one this one was a shock to me because I was on the other side. I did lose this one. I did, uh, to be honest, I never even saw this score until right now. Nebraska 20, Illinois 7. Sheesh. My sleeper to win the Big Ten West. The Illinois God. fighting Illini. They're terrible. Yeah, they're not good. Like uh, I mean, I obviously just saw this score now, but if you lose by that to Nebraska, shit. I mean, it was 17 to nothing at one point. In this game to Nebraska. So, like, Illinois, I mean, the Big Ten West is dog shit, like, as it is. I mean, you can't really win when you have Altmaier throwing it 47 times and you have absolutely no run game to speak of. Not You're talking about missing a running back. They missed Chase Brown. Yeah, and I I wish the Bengals would use him more. Um, Your Buckeyes get a cover for me. 37-17 against Maryland. This was a 10-10 game at half. What was the stress level at halftime? Obviously, you're a high state fan. Like, it, I wouldn't freak. If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't have freaked out at all. I mean, but. if I had to say it was about like six and a half, seven on a scale of ten, stress. Just because I, I know what this Maryland team does. They play up for these games. Granted, 
defense was able to shut this. Uh, this is a very good Maryland offense. I do give the credit defense a lot of credit for stop or being able to hold them to 17. Like that's not easy for most teams. I think this defense is really starting to hit its stride, starting to fly on all cylinders, but God damn it. We need to get the offense going. Uh, did suck right before game. Travion Henderson gets announced out. So run game was, like I said, very rough. Um, kept running train them so much, and I thought, you have Mayim Williams. Why aren't you guys using him as much? Uh, but then you see McCord kind of get a little bit, like, uh, comfortable. He's a very slow starter. He is, and I mean that that is very worrisome. But then, I mean, once you find Marvin Harrison, it makes life a lot easier. Eight catches, one hundred and sixty-three yards, and one touchdown with a long of fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's an Ohio State Vanier. To some, I mean, I know you know this, but some of them do not like. You just get like, look, Comicord's not going to be C.J. Stroud. He's not going to be Justin Fields. No, look at what C.J. Stroud is doing in the NFL. He yeah. has the Texans somewhat relevant. Yeah. He's like clear, like obviously we're only five weeks in the NFL season, but he looks like by far should be the number one pick. Exactly. Like not even close. Yeah. No offense to Bryce, but I mean, yeah, it, that's the way it's looking. Uh, just, I know we have time, but man, it's just, I, it's so hard after all the offenses that I've seen to see how like sluggish and like it, it's not clicking. But then when t- when it does click, it's like, oh, well, we're good. It's beautiful, yeah. You got two weeks. Was it two weeks out from the Penn State game? Uh, no. Well, yeah. So we have Purdue this week and then next week's per- Penn, State. Penn State. But, I mean, hopefully – I mean, the defense is completely turning this team around. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, LSU 49, Missouri 39. Missouri blows the cover at the very end of the game to throw a pick six when they're down three. And LSU covers this game. I will say Luther Burden cashed our over receiving by a significant uh, margin. Yeah, LSU's also covered this over by a significant margin. Yes. Um, LSU secondary is really bad, very bad. And Jaden Daniels is really good. And unfortunately, is I really want to see like how the rest of their schedule goes. Okay, so they're who LSU Auburn, or uh, LSU? Okay, so they got Auburn. Where oh, they got uh, it's at LSU. Okay, uh, Army. At LSU. I'm going to be betting that over. Uh, then you have going to Alabama, Florida coming to LSU. <gasps> oh, God. Georgia State at LSU. That's a tr- like it. Georgia State could. And then you have Texas points. A&M versus. I'm going to be betting LSU overs for the rest of the yeah. fucking season. Run it until I'm not going to jump on because I'm not going to be that guy jump on the train too late but you've been riding it just keep on freaking doing it it's it's so fucking easy their offense is very fucking good their defense is absolutely horrible now for missouri like i still think you have a a chance to finish second in the west and i mean this was a tough like crossover game yeah like the score it looks worse than it was because there was a shot you had the ball at the end of the game down three to have a chance to go down tie it up or maybe win the game and then yes Brady Cook throws the pick six. So like, but you it were also in this does game. suck because what were they? They were up. What was it? 
Yeah, you were up 22 to 7 at one point, though. I mean, that's tough. Granted, that's early in the second quarter. But, yeah, it's, I mean, Mizzou's still a very good team. Now, how dare an ACC team be underdogs against a service academy? Because Boston College, 27, Army, 24. I mean. I, boy, Halfley, did that, was that a save his job game? I don't know about that. Kind of pissed off that I gave out. This is one of the bets I really wish I had back because I had the over in this game. And then as soon as I turned it on and saw how bad it was raining, I was like, oh, this is dead as fuck. That's a, that's a tough one. So, uh, Mississippi State, 41. Western Michigan, 28. Yikes. Zach Arnett. Does Zach Arnett have the hottest seat in the Power Five? In year one. I don't know. I, it's hard to He's figure out. He's probably in the top three, though. Could be. Could be. Um, Wisconsin, 24. Rutgers, 13. Cash that Rutgers spread. Um, Could have won. Yeah, they were in this game, dude. They were. If it wasn't for that fucking pick six in, on the, in the red zone, man. Now, Wisconsin's got a big test this weekend against Iowa. That's probably going to determine the Big Ten West, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia gets a first win, 27-13 over William & Mary. No Listen, William, William & Mary was very frisky in this game. I was on, You gave it out. Unfortunately, I was the only one in the room that bet it. Mm-hmm. But I had... Uh, William, okay, I, I bet the money line. Oh, okay. I was either winning this game or nothing. Yeah, I had the spread and money line. And, oh, man, William Mary is a fun team to watch. We'll say that. One that you were an asshole and didn't give our listeners a winner, but you had Jesus. written down on your piece of paper. Uh, Toledo 41, Massachusetts 24. Yeah, I loved this over, and I just did not give it out. Somehow I missed over it. But, I mean, beautiful over. You know what uh, pissed me off was, like, I had the bet in because it was on my bet sheet but then i looked in my journal at our episode and i was like i didn't give it out yeah i mean i do that too because it's just so bang 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 Mm um nc state 48 marshall 41 morris is the new the might be the new davis brand of football i mean did he did he just like completely turn around nc state even though he threw three picks yeah Four touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, 17 for 32, 265 yards. I, I still think you can't go back to Armstrong. I don't. I like, don't. what's the point? I think we know what Brendan Armstrong is at the moment. Like, this is, he's not going to get any better than this. Brendan well, only got in for like one rush. Yeah. He's only gotten worse throughout his collision career. Start Morris. Yeah. I mean, like, at this point, what do you really have? Oh. Ooh. We have Duke this weekend. Duke, uh, not even that. Duke, followed by a bye, followed by Clemson, and then after that you have Miami, and both those games are home. Here's the thing that pro with that you might no. I think no. I think you stick. With Here's Trump. the thing. Or Looking Morris. at well, no, no, no. I'm fully on starting Morris. Looking at the rest of NC State's schedule, just. Obviously, you have the game at Duke this weekend, but that is without Riley Leonard. You do have the bye. Then you have Clemson at home. You have Miami at home. Then you're at Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech, and then you have UNC at home. Their their three toughest games are at home. 
The fourth toughest is obviously Duke, but it's downgraded because of no Riley Leonard. Yeah, I mean... Good NC State fuck around and end up screwing Louisville. Well, the problem is Louisville beat them, so they'd have to have... Ah, fuck. Louisville would have to have two losses. Damn it. So I don't think so. But um, UTSA 49, Temple 34... Uh, a couple quick ones here. Buffalo 37, Central Michigan 13. Buffalo out of nowhere, two-game winning streak. Looked yeah. like one of the worst five teams in the country. Routed off some wins here. Uh, good game here. UCLA 25, Washington State 17. That UCLA defense is legit. Yeah. Damn it. Had the over. I, bad I, I have, that was a bad game for us because I took the points of Washington State. And it looked really good at one point. Yeah. I mean, they obviously, got- there's some limitations to UCLA with – uh, Dante, I mean, the pick six was kind of bad. Granted, I, I get it. You're trying to score a touchdown before half. Uh, but still, I mean, that defense is so fucking good that even with Dante, just you, you, you can't, don't pull him. You have to keep playing him. Let him progress because, I mean, that defense could carry you. Yeah, Carson Steele had a really good game, too. Like 140 rushing yards or something like that. Jesus Christ, and the next score I didn't even pay attention. No, I didn't know. I Did you not see my face? I had no idea this happened. I didn't either. Wow. Northwestern 23, Howard 20. Sheesh. Wow. Uh, congrats to anybody who had Howard. What was... Uh, that was... Northwestern was 23-point favorites. Damn. Uh, yeah, shit. Florida State 39, Virginia Tech 17. I will say Virginia Tech is looking a lot better with drones, in my opinion. Granted, this was a tough ass to play against Florida State. Um, utter ass kicking here, dude. It's, yeah. it's Syracuse has started to turn into the Syracuse of last year, like get hot early and then just lose the rest of your games. UNC 40, Syracuse 7. Yeah, shame on you, North Carolina, though. You couldn't get my boy Tez Walker a fucking touchdown. And, dude, I'm not sure if you watched it because I think you bet. Did you bet first touchdown with me? Oh, on Walker? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, we had one. Drake just threw it. It had to have been like five yards way too far. There's like no. he. I'm telling you, he. it was a perfect like post route that he was going to the front corner of the end zone and Drake just put it out too far. And I was like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, those are the heartbreakers because you know they're not going to go right back to him. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, um, Iowa 20, Purdue 14. Glad that right before this game started, I talked myself into the under. Yeah, Granted, 36 give points, it, of, yeah, course, of course you would. I had the spread with Iowa there. I laid the points. Um, again, big game this weekend against Wisconsin. Um, ooh, this one's nasty too. Yeah, Clint- this one completely flew under my radar, but I kept seeing like updates and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Clemson 17, Wake Forest 12. I'm going to have to rewatch that game to see like what the... Not going to be a lot of highlights, I can tell you that. No, no, no. Um, Navy 27, North Texas 24. Damn, so close to getting that over. Oh, yeah, the over on this game? Yeah. Um, This one broke my heart a little bit. Louisiana 34, Texas <sighs> State 30. Louisiana might not be as bad as we think. I didn't think they were Texas State fucked this game. They did. I didn't. I also should preface. I didn't think Louisiana was bad, but I think they're a little better than what I thought. Yeah, because I, I mean, I kind of read into the Minnesota game probably a little bit too much, and just thinking like, eh, 
yeah, you it was a close game, but Minnesota might be really bad. Now, Louisiana is very good. Uh, damn it, Texas State, you pick on the last drive to end it. it sucks. Um, let's go Eastern Michigan 24, Ball State 10. Now, transit properties game here. Miami, Ohio 27, BG 0. This is what makes college football awesome. Miami, Florida beats Miami, Ohio. 38 to 3. So yeah, Miami, Florida beats Miami, Ohio 38 to 3. Miami, Ohio beats Bowling Green 27 to nothing. Bowling Green beats Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech beats Miami, Florida. And we'll get yeah. to that game in a little bit. That's just like that's college football. It makes zero fucking sense. Exactly. That's why you cannot use transitive properties when it comes to betting. Especially this year. Yes, especially this year. Um cancel or oh use a wagon. Yep. Ohio 42, Kent State 7, 17. Oh, this one. Jesus. Yeah, as someone who took the under 43 and a half in this game, Northern Illinois 55, Akron 14. Um, yeah. <laughs> when one team covers your under or busts your under itself, that's not a good bet. Akron stinks. I was way, I, my win total screwed. I had a three and a half. And it's, it was probably already in jeopardy, but once DJ Irons got hurt too, it's, it's, I already, the ticket's already gone. Um, another game I just must have missed this one. Four to thirty-eight, Vandy fourteen. Yeah, Vandy what overs continue to be a wagon. Uh, Kansas fifty-one, UCF twenty-two. Yeah, absolute ass game. Okay, again, I didn't see this game either, and it was yeah, a weird weekend for me. Did yeah. Bean play or was it James? Uh, no, it was Bean. It was Bean. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, like we said, like there's. In most cases, there should not be that oh. much of a drop-off. But granted, he was only 8 for 12 for 91 yards. They, they use, If you watch this game, UCF could not stop the fucking run. And even with John Rice Palmley coming back, which he just didn't look too good. They kept swapping out the quarterbacks. Just Well, I mean, with, with Plumley, like if you can contain him running, the dude can't throw the ball. He threw two picks against Kent State. Valid. And he's never been able to throw the ball. So, Valid. Um, UAB 56, South Florida 35. Yeah, just absolute bad bet by me. What'd you have? I had USF. Oh, I mean, I dude, I still just don't think UAB's good, but they're proving me wrong a little bit. I, 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 I the, they're a fucking wild card team. I don't know what to expect from them. Troy 37, Arkansas State 3. Turns out Jalen Rayner can't really play that well. He just kind of. You know, preyed upon all the bad schools. Um, Troy's, I mean, Troy has a good defense and they handle him pretty well. Yeah. Um, Arkansas State's playing somebody bad. It's the only time I really might touch on them. UConn got a win here 38 31 over Rice. Yeah. Uh, our Rice team's not looking too good. No, not very Even much with so. JT back. <laughs> um, FAU 20, Tulsa 17. Um, Colorado 27, Arizona State 24. What a game. Like, I, I ended up re watching it. And, I mean, this was a very, very good game. Arizona State is very much a live dog team. They are they are very, very frisky. Uh, but, again, like Colorado shows that they could play through adversity and ends up getting the field goal to end up getting the win. But couple things off the field. Huh. I can't. You bought me. You sold me on Scadaboo or Shackadoo, whatever the guy. Scadaboo. Scadaboo. I, I think I'm out on him now. Why? After that, do you not see the late hit that when the game was over? Oh, I didn't. I must have missed that. Oh, yeah. The game's completely over, and the teams are walking off the field, and he just literally trucks a random Colorado player. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Okay. And then, like, dude, Shador, you're flexing on the worst team in the Pac-12 outside of Stanford with your watch. Like, dude, I mean, but the, the, the thing was with the same, like, with Dion and his kids, like, they embrace the hate, so they don't care. Well, no, it's like, and you also don't if know. you're if you're gonna chirp at them, yeah, when they are right, don't like with their personalities. Don't think they're not gonna chirp back. Yeah, like I that's and you also don't know what was said on the field either. Exactly, but it doesn't look good. But I, do I love get it. it. I do get it. Love I mean, it. I I played. I had a friend that went to Bowling Green for played basketball, uh-huh. and he. Even our local rec center, I've seen him dunk on a girl and then flex on, over top of her. Like, some people just don't care what the competition is. Like, they're here and they're going to play the same style no matter who oh it is. Oh, my God. Dunk on a five-year-old and flex on them. Uh, Georgia finally wakes up. Georgia yeah. 51, Kentucky 13. God damn it. You had to fucking say it in the podcast. Like, is this the game Georgia wakes up? Yeah, thanks, jackass. Carson Beck. 28 of 35, nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, but also Brock Bowers is. He's so good. He's so fun. I saw Mock the other day, and I'm granted Mocks are, who knows, but they had Brock Bowers going to the Commanders, and I was like, oh, my God, please. At what pick? Uh, 13. He ain't getting past the Bengals. Well, I would hope that by you guys will figure your shit out and not be drafting in the top. I don't know. I kind of want to tank for Brock Bowers. I really, like... That would be a Bengals pick, though, just to juice up the offense even more. I want him so bad. Yeah. Dude, just to think about what, re-sign T, Jamar, Tyler, Brock Bowers. Uh, South Alabama 55, UL Monroe 7. South Alabama kind of b- bounces back from needed some struggles it. here. Definitely but UL Monroe is not good either. No. Old Dominion 17, Southern Miss 13. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck to expect from this Old Dominion team week in and week out. They the are, same with Southern Miss. They are a half. They need one more win to break my under three and a half ticket on them. So. Oh, shit. That's not good. That one's dead. Uh, Michigan 52, Minnesota 10. Thank you for this pick, Connor. This was the they, even Even the alt spreads. So stupid. Like, I, the more, I didn't even, it must, one of those games I must have overlooked when I looked at the slate. And then I, when you gave me the number, I was like, no fucking way. I would have said the spread was 28 and a half. Which they still also would have covered. Yeah, I had it. Game. I had it up to the highest that any book would let me take. It was twenty four. You take it? Oh hell yeah! Oh, nice. uh, Miss, um, Ole Miss twenty seven, Arkansas twenty. They, Arkansas, I thought was a live dog for a little bit in this game. I cashed the twelve, the plus twelve, but they were very much in this game. I don't know if they're very good, but I do think Arkansas can play with about anybody. Want to talk about somebody that might be on the hot seat? Pittman. I don't think I don't there's know. a lot of rumblings like has he finally like hit his ceiling well I mean they also just are in the middle of one of their toughest stretch but that's also that's probably your ceiling with anybody at Arkansas though valid yeah too. I mean he he the thing that makes it so tough was he was the coach that would come when no one else would come so it does make it tough he's brought you to Hires that you hadn't experienced in years. We'll figure it out soon because they're going to lose this weekend to Alabama. Then they home against Mississippi State. Unless he beats Alabama, then oh, he's yeah, job, job saved. At Florida, host Arkansas, or host Auburn, host FIU, and then at home in a rivalry game against Mizzou. So they could theoretically win their last five games of the season. They could. But also, 
I get it that you want to try to take new heights, but like ask Nebraska, they miss Bo Pelini. Mm, yeah, you're right. Like, all right, let's just let's just do it. Georgia Tech twenty three, Miami twenty. I literally like threw this on at at, at the greatest moment. I was not paying attention to it, and then I was like, oh, shit, this game's kind of close. Had no idea who had the ball or anything, and then I turned it on, and I'm like, ah, oh, Miami's got the ball. They're just going to kneel it out. Yeah, and I'm, I, as I'm sitting there, I'm holding a 9-1 to Georgia Tech money line ticket. Just thinking, like, man, we were so close. And I just like kept watching it, and then I eventually when they got the first down. I was like, "Game's over with." Yeah, thirty six seconds. Yeah, like, it's whatever. You don't even you don't even have to snap. I it. get up and I go to the go to the refrigerator, get something to drink, come back and sit down. And I was like, "Why are they handing the ball off? Like the game's over with." And then next thing you know, you see a scrum in the middle for the football, and a Georgia Tech player comes up with it. And the ref, at first, I think the if you rewatch it, the ref looks confused. Because he doesn't really know what signal to make, and then he realizes, oh, it's Georgia Tech's ball, and he points in that direction. And then with 10 seconds left in the game, Haynes King throws a dot, the safety bid on a double move, and Georgia Tech gets a touchdown and wins this football game. I mean, I I think I could pull Dumbest way to win a 9-1 to ticket. I got I to gotta see what... Oh, here we go. Here's the win probability chart. As high as ninety nine point nine. is the one that I. It's so hard to do. Oh wait, ninety eight. Yeah, there was as high as ninety nine point nine percent chance that Miami was going to win this. Granted, that was with two minutes left. But yeah, what the actual fuck? This is one of the worst coaching blunders in college football. Since Mario Cristobal did this at fucking Oregon. Dude, when do you learn your fucking lesson? Like I understand, like, obviously in this scenario, like I talk like we talked about off air, the probability of Georgia Tech losing that game is point zero one percent. This just happened to be the point zero one percent chance they actually fucking happened before that fumble you had outgained georgia tech 176 to 453 obviously after the last drive georgia tech's numbers went up but you literally did had almost 300 more yards than they did offensively i know the score probably wasn't what you wanted it to be but what more were you trying to prove? Oh, by the way, you had some very high-profile recruits like Jeremiah Smith, who you've been trying to flip from Ohio State for fucking months. Oh, and you just had the biggest coaching blunder? Kudos to you, Mario Cristobal, for completely fumbling it. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what his reasoning was. So in his presser, somebody asked him if the – I can't remember the running back's name, but it was like – if. Were you trying to get him 100 yards? Because he was at like 98 yards. And to me, he would have, that would have been a good chance to at least take somewhat of an out because it would have been his first 100-yard game of the season. I would have just been like, yeah, sure, that was, yep, that's what I was trying to do and I made a mistake. He's like, nope, what even on my mind. Um, like, I, I would have fired a motherfucker on the spot. Yeah, this is definitely a fireable offense. Obviously, Miami's not going to fire him for this, but... Well, yeah. if so, if this team was, 
I don't know. If the record was a little different, like they were. If this if this had happened last season, uh, they definitely would have fired him. Well, I don't know if they would have fired him, but it would it would not be a good look at all. No, again, like you said, the dumbest coaching blunder in college football since he did it three years ago or two. Now, ago. granted, was he down? Yes, 100%. Probably. 100%. But you should have never been in that situation to begin with. That's what I saw. This was a Georgia Tech team that just lost to Bowling Green. Yeah. I will Again, I saw a post on like a, on Twitter. Somebody posted like a Miami's board, and they're like trying to make a petition to protest the call uh, about him being down. For one, that shit doesn't work. Yeah, good luck with that. Two, who the fuck... like? No, you don't get a pass on this. No. Your coach was stupid. No, he... This is the thing that you get with Mario Cristobal. He's going to recruit his fucking ass off. He is going to get talent there. But guess what? When it comes to in-game decisions, he's not that good. No, he's We've seen the blunders before. We saw this literally happen before at Oregon. And then all... Of, and you've seen what he's done with offenses. Like, you had Justin... Couldn't win a Pac-12. Well, you did win a Pac-12 championship. Damn. Couldn't make it to the playoff. Couldn't make it to the playoff. Like, it's just... (sighs) Before we move on, the last thing I will say about that, like, people signing a petition for that, which is dumb. Well, for one, would he have ran the ball again after that? Who knows? Two, you also have, like, one of the most legendary plays in college football history when you beat Duke and your guy was down twice. You had about 15 blocks in the back. The play. Six Half hold- the team was on the field. Six before. holding calls, yes. on like You had 45 guys on the field at some point and you still won. Yeah. You get credit for that one. No, we'll just call those even now. Um, This is even funnier, though. What, this game? Oh, no, I mean Georgia Tech. Oh, no, this, this is the funniest thing yeah. ever. Um, especially when you're holding a 9-1 thing it felt so good. Yes. Um, did I mention that? Yes. Uh, Wyoming, 24. Fresno State, 19. You don't go into Laramie and come out with a win. It just doesn't happen. Fuck, is, this Wyoming team is so good, man. They Why re- aren't they ranked? Uh, How are they not ranked? I don't know. You beat a, you beat a Power 5 team. Uh, You've beaten two. Oh, you beat. Oh, Fresno State's really good. They're not a Power 5 team, no. Yeah. Uh but your lone losses to a Texas team that's ranked that if you look into it, yeah, you played a lot better than the fucking scoreboard. Yeah. With your backup quarterback. Laramie needs to be ranked. You have Miami at 25, whose coach doesn't even know you can kneel the fucking ball to end a football game, and you won't rank Wyoming. And we're talking about a Wyoming team that's literally won a game on a blocked field goal for a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> Like I'm telling you, like Wyoming, just Wyoming at home is is just a completely different environment. They have the perfect quarterback for what they want to do. Like a guy who takes care of the ball, can move around a little bit, and their defense is fucking nasty. Now we'll say Mikey Keene did get hurt in this game, but God, what's the guy's name? He's like Lashley. Let me get that right. Hold on one second. Um, what's the what's the goddamn kid's name? You know what I'm talking about. No, Fife. I should know that because we have a kid, <laughs> kid we work with. His last name's Fife. Um, he didn't look too bad, but did you see how the game ended? I don't know if you saved and watched it. Uh, I was watching something else. A six foot one off defensive lineman who was probably three hundred and forty pounds, looked like just a big ball. Uh, blocks the 
blocks five's pass. It goes straight up in there, and he catches it, and he just starts taking off, and it looks like he's running like a th- like three mile an hour. But and then the obviously like everything goes crazy. That's Wyoming is quickly becoming America's like second favorite team besides Colorado right now. Yeah, like in Laramie, this shit's wild. Now their game this weekend. Do you have look ahead games? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Then. Uh, Texas Tech thirty nine, Baylor fourteen. Dave Aranda didn't even pay attention to it. He really. might be the coach of the hottest uh, seat of the P fives. But dude, he will. Sucks to be a defensive like minded head coach. I mean, a lot of those guys are going to start losing their jobs, but they're going to meet the the line to get Dave Aranda, even with a semi good defensive coordinator. Oh God, I do not want him. There's one spot that I just thought about that I do not want him to end up going to. Where's that? USC. Yeah, I mean, he, he needs something. Baylor, uh, give him an extension. Iowa State twenty seven, TCU fourteen. Wow. What a fall from grace from TCU right now. Yeah, man, and from national championship to what are they now? Three and three, I think. Yeah, three and three. And Iowa State's actually not like terrible. No, they're not good. They're not competing for the Big Twelve, but they're not just a pushover. No, you got to take the line seriously when you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah State forty-four, Colorado State twenty-four. Great over. Yeah, I, I took the points with Colorado State. Looked really good, up seventeen nothing, Colorado State. <laughs> yeah, and then. Forty-four to seven afterwards. Um, Boise State thirty-five, San Jose State twenty-seven. Another similar game to that. I think San Jose State was up twenty-seven to seven. Yeah, San Jose State. I, they're gonna end up screwing somebody in the Mount West. They're one in five. I don't care. They could catch somebody. That, Let's find a spot here. So at New Mexico, who cares? They host Utah State. They do play Fresno at home. Oh man, that. That could be the spot there. Do end the season against UNLV, depending on how UNLV ends up their season. I think they're five and one. Four and one. Four and one. They're actually look like the Mountain West is really good this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon State fifty-two, Cal forty. Yeah, didn't um, really pay much attention. I fell to asleep. It. No, because there no, we, the last game that we are going to be talking about is the one that I was had my eyes on the most. USC forty-three, Arizona forty-one, and triple overtime. Any team. With a pulse on offense, can beat this USC team. This USC team is gonna catch some losses now. It's the gauntlet is fucking here for USC, and I'm so glad that after this we don't have to talk about this team being a playoff team or whatsoever. I cannot wait for this to completely bite me in the ass when we talk about this at the end of the season, but. Now comes the gauntlet. You're at Notre Dame. You have Utah coming uh, to you. Do have the easy game against Cal, but that's at Cal, and Cal does have somewhat of a pulse on offense. Oregon State just had a really tough game, and I'm not going to power at USC head over heels more than Oregon State. But then after that, you have Washington. Then you have Oregon. And you have UCLA, which by that time, maybe Dante's a lot more comfortable with the offense mm. and they have a stellar defense. You are about to go up against the top four defenses in the Pac-12 who also have, well, except for Utah, but hopefully Cam Rison's back for that yeah. game, will have a pulse on offense. USC is about to catch some losses, and I'm glad that we don't have to talk about this team being a playoff contender. I will definitely not count them out when they have Caleb Williams. I'm ready to count they them will out. just they're obviously there's the 
recipes there. You're going to have to outscore. Every, obviously, you got to outscore everybody to win. But, but they're yeah. just going to have to put up moth. Like Caleb Williams is going to have to turn into Jesus himself. If Caleb, if somehow USC comes out of this with like undefeated, one loss, then yes, Caleb Williams is the fucking Heisman. Oh, trophy. no doubt, no doubt. If they if they go twelve and zero. Or even maybe even twelve and one and losing the Pac-12 title game, he's the Heisman winner, and it shouldn't be close. Yes, uh, unless. But I just think that now is the time where USC's season crumbles. Yeah, I mean, there's, and that's a we talked about Arkansas having that brutal stretch. This is a fucking stretch mm-hmm. here for USC, and like, and just the fact that you are going up against the top defenses in the Pac-12, that means if they get like one stop, this game could the game could be over. Yeah, especially against Washington and Oregon. Yeah, and we're talking about different caliber teams here, but remember North Carolina last year when they were like, I think like four, they were five and one or something like that, and they just kept outscoring everybody. Yeah, like, it shootouts, kind of like they're doing this year. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think they end up losing like three games. It's like you eventually there, there's gonna be the night where the offense is not there. Uh huh. It's gonna happen. Uh huh. And obviously, and also you're going against better defenses than you've faced all season. So I would. The over-under is set in nine and a half mm-hmm. right now. The overs juice a little bit. It's like minus 135. If you had to lean either way, I'm ta- take there. I'm taking under because I think maybe they don't lose to Notre Dame, but if Cam rises back against Utah, I just see them out physicaling them like they have the last two times that they played USC. I will say Cam rising doesn't play. That's I have Utah's zero chance of winning that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but – I mean, Oregon, Washington, I'm already chalking those up as losses to USC. I do not see with how good those offenses are and how good those defense. Well, it, more for Oregon. Oregon has the better defense, in my opinion, that he, they're going to come out pissed off. And that game is in Eugene. You do get the. I do think you get Washington at home, but I don't like. I can't. I, what will the over under on Michael Penix yards be for that fucking game? It's got to start with a four. Yeah, probably, probably, probably a good chance. <laughs> like this is not only are Oregon and Washington the top or two of the top four defenses in the Pac-12. They are the number one and number two offense. In the nation. Yeah, USC doesn't have the number one offense in the nation. It's Oregon and Washington. Granted, yeah, Oregon ain't beat nobody. Ain't played a good defense yet. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I, I think USC has a better offense than Oregon, but because Oregon just hasn't played anybody. But like the the gap between USC's offense and Oregon's offense and the gap between Oregon's defense and USC's defense yes. is just miles. Exactly. And honestly, looking at that UCLA game, like, UCLA is going to be pissed off after how last season you they were so close to winning, and that defense is fucking legit. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a look ahead real quick, and then yeah. do you have plays Just, for Thursday and Friday? Uh, I don't think I have. I have, any, I have a couple quick ones that I'm not. I don't know like, if I have them marked. I'd have to look. Okay. Uh, but just looking ahead, uh, we got a great game in the American Conference. Tulane at Memphis. Both teams at four and one. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh there's gonna be a lot of uh group of five teams here, but Georgia Southern at JMU. Like that is gonna be such a fun game in the uh fun belt. 
Oregon at Washington. Obviously, the Pac-12 playoffs hopes probably ride on this game. To, Potentially. To whoever the winner is. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun game. Texas A&M at Tennessee. Uh, then, like we talked about, Iowa at Wisconsin. To come off the high of Texas A&M at Tennessee and then have to watch uh, Iowa at Wisconsin, going to be real culture clash. And then following it with Arizona at Wazoo. I just think that's going to be a fun game, too. Very good offenses. Wyoming with a challenge at Air Force. Ten and a half, man. A lot of points. A lot of points. Uh, then we do have USC at Notre Dame. Miami tries to get off the mat at, at UNC. Mizzou at Kentucky. UCLA at Oregon State. And one more group of five game. Marshall at Georgia State. Both right, both at 4-1. Going to be a fun, fun game. Yeah, I had that one written down. I just A couple that you might have maybe went through. The other one I'm going to have my eyes on is Louisville at Pitt after riding the, yeah. a giant win. and I, do, I don't expect Pitt much with Pitt, especially with the fact that they're making a coaching or a quarterback change. And a position change for yeah. uh, their, Dracovic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for so for Thursday, I'm gonna lay the points of the country roads against Houston. It's two and a half. And that line stinks. It really stinks. They're begging me. They're begging everybody to take West Virginia in this game. But I do don't I don't trust Houston enough. And I think West Virginia is so dominant on both sides of the on the line of scrimmage that I think they can out physical Houston. They're gonna be Dude, when I saw this game, part of me wanted to take Houston. Houston's pretty bad. I know they're pretty bad, but still, like this is the ultimate spot for Dana to get some revenge. That is true. It's the Dana Holgerson Bowl, but I just think West Virginia is just going to outboy them a little bit. Um, and then I don't have any place. I, uh, I would lay. I would probably. I know. I know. I'm not. I would lay the. I'm, I'm going to. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the game. Fresno State, Utah State, numbers five. I would probably lay the points of Fresno State, but Utah State just keeps proving me wrong. So, Do we have any idea how how Keen's looking though? I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> because I don't think the drop offs. Like, you're starting to hang around with me too much because you're doing the I don't care. I I, well, the, I like when five came in, he looked just fine. Like no, no he's not Mikey Keen, but I don't know. I I'll probably just watch this game and enjoy. Depends it on where that over under is because Utah State overs have been very good to me yes. this year. I just don't know. Like I'm hoping that the numbers down a little bit because uh, Keen's not playing. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but uh, over is 57. Well, I I thought you were talking about how you were gonna take the points with uh, Stanford. That's my lean. I haven't I, bet it yet. I would. Um, I would. Status is still up in the air. It's a game time decision as of right now. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, we will see you guys on Friday with our uh, week seven picks edition. We're out here. Peace.